Welcome back to Joystick and Mouse video game news and reviews for all you filthy casuals out there. My name is Alex. I go by Cross in the Gaming Community, and with me, as always, is Diddy. Howdy, folks. Jay Dimes. Oh, you see, again, we still haven't figured it out. Yeah. But you can hear me now. Now I hear you. Yeah. So weird. Hold on. Hold on. It's let's like check. the very like if you've been silent for a while and then you go to talk, we don't hear anything. Yeah. yeah. It's it's got to be the timing. It's of weird. The Discord. You got to get. You should just give it like an extra second before you chime in. Just, <laughs> you should like say something during the applause. <laughs> <laughs> the the Jadeimes is here. What's up? There it is. And we have a special guest. It is Will. It's Yi Sings. Say hello, Will. Hello. All right, Will is here because we're going to be talking about a video game that he uh, really loves, and uh, he's going to be doing a, yes. a bit of uh, a bit of a review for us today. Uh, but before we do that, you know, today's episode is really focused on um, on diversity and inclusion. And for everybody uh, who is not from the U.S., um, you know, it's Martin Luther King Day here in America. Um, and as one of the most influential figures who fought for equality and inclusion in America, uh, we wanted to dedicate today's show to take a hard look at inclusive at inclusion, excuse me, and diversity as it pertains to video games. And um, so, happy MLK Day, everybody at home. Um, today's uh, it's been a, a heck of a day here at the Albisu household. Uh, before we jump into the news topics. We've been, you know, renovating our family room, and uh, we finally got a bunch of the furniture moved around. We're expecting some new furniture in the house this week, so we had some help, uh, you know, getting some some furniture moved up and down the stairs today from some friends who have been uh, quarantining on our behalf, and and super awesome for doing that. So big shout out to our friends Justin and Cass for their help and uh, willingness to stay a little healthy and come on over and help us with that. So thank you very much for that. Um, and also, uh, you know, like we said, it's MLK Day. Um, Aria went to school today and, you know, she's three and a half years old, started learning a little bit about Martin Luther King Jr. And she, this is so cute because, you know, she's, slowly like starting to be able to explain to us what she's doing during the day at school it's not just like we send her to preschool and then she just goes there and plays and then comes home she's you know really taking the time to learn stuff now and she said today we learned about uh king jr and deanna and i were like what's king jr oh martin luther king jr and she said yeah yeah he fought the bad guys and and it's his birthday and he um and he's really nice or something like that. It was it was so freaking cute. I can't remember exactly. Let me see. I, I actually tweeted about it. Um, let me see. She said, Father Bad Guys, he had a dream and it's his birthday. Those were her that was her verbatim. And I thought it's that, not that far was far off the mark. It was so I just yeah. that's so freaking cute, right? It's so cute. Anyway, um oh whoops, wrong uh there we go. Uh, so I thought that that was just absolutely hilarious and cute. And uh, yeah, yeah, Aria, everybody, my three and a half year old daughter. Um, Diddy, have you had any luck getting that PlayStation 5 yet? No, not, not even What's close. keeping you. Not, not even close. So I had one. Uh, I had one in my cart. Best, Best Buy's the worst. So what Best Buy does is they let you put it in your cart. And then you have to pick a store. And by the time you pick a store, so the very first one I picked was a store that was about 15 miles away. And I was like, fine, I'll make the drive on the Saturday. It'll suck, but I'll do it. Um, and by the time I clicked it, it wouldn't let me buy it anymore. And then and then I was talking <laughs> with you guys, and your guys were like, oh, well, don't go down there and get it. No problem. By the time I clicked that, it was gone again. Yeah, you was, should just... Like uh, it was, it's Jay. Tell him. What do they care? What store you pick it up at? That's what. That's the thing that I just can't fathom. What do they care? What store you pick it up at? Yeah, I don't know. Jay, what are you saying? Do you have a Best Buy account? Yeah. I. I mean, I have scored a PS5 and a Series X from Best Buy. Like. I, uh, I, I, I feel like member. their problem is yeah, so am I. I. I feel like their process is better than everybody else's. I got my Xbox through them. 
that's not the like, PS5. It sounds like the PlayStation Store, the Sony, the Sony site is no, the, the best Sony one. site. This is the worst. They're terrible. No, uh, that I like the Q. Just put nah. me in Q. That's fine. That's Give me Best funny. Buy. I'll take Best Buy every day. But uh, I'm um, trying to. I'm really. Walmart is yeah. the worst. Oh, but when you had to that. pick a store, could you pick any store? Yeah, I didn't have to pick a store because I I was defaulted to Potomac Mills. So I was defaulted to Fair Lakes, and it wouldn't let me. Oh man! Shout out that. to Steve and, and Chad got one from from Walmart. That sounds like an achievement in itself. Yo, so my buddy John, he got one from Walmart. We were like, because originally when I first started trying to score PS Five, it was for him, and then he actually got one from from uh walmart i was shocked and we were both in the same in the same queue like we both were trying to get it the same day i had absolutely no luck it would just showed sold out for me and for him it was like yeah we got it good for him you know good for them um well why don't we do this because we have a pretty deep dive topic to go into today um, we are going to talk about uh, diversity and inclusion um, today, and we're going to start off the, the conversation like we do with our little news bumper. It's time for the news. And, and first things first, the, the thing that we're going to talk about really is like, what does diversity really mean in the state of, you know, video games today? And uh, Diddy found this really great article from Kotaku. It says the state of diversity in big budget video games. And, you know, if you kind of look at video games, I think this is from a, I don't know, from my observation, I feel like in, in a lot of cases, you're seeing what is classically known as, you know, diversity and inclusion taking root. And we've talked about it on this show a bit. And saying, yeah, this is, you know, something that we're starting to see. But there are different perspectives on what this actually means. And especially coming from some of the uh, some of the studios out there that have, you know, a lot of the, the, the money and the resources to be able to do more. And one of the things from this article that that was pointed out is says it's hard to quantify a year in diversity in video games, not about awarding the most woke points to games starring non-white, non-straight, not dudes, uh, but assessing how thoughtfully the creative teams behind these games implement their diversity. Important things to think about are if these characters are in these games, um, are ticking boxes or are their identities integral to their character and so i thought that that was a really interesting kind of starting point to talk about like what does it actually mean and i wanted to open it up to to the team here and and get y'all's thoughts on what diversity means to you in seeing something from a big budget studio out there first just say that the phrase awarding the most woke points just made me cringe a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. A little. A little bit. Um, you know, I think... I don't think... I, I don't think every game has a responsibility to be all things to all people. Yep. Right? Um, and I think, actually, if you try to do that, you probably get yourself uh, into more trouble uh, than not. But I do think that it's important that people have options where it fits the story yeah. to play characters that look like them or even if you're not going to be able to play as a character that looks like you to see characters uh, that look like you in some fashion throughout the throughout the game so a game like um what is it ghosts of ghost of tsushima tsushima ghost of tsushima right based off of the time period when that game takes place the story like that's a game where i don't know that you can do a lot of diversity right, right. like they're already yeah, yeah. getting a point they're already getting a woke point because it is a game 
that is about a minority culture, right? Mm -hmm. But they get another point, by the way, because there are some LGBTQ mentions characters? in there. Okay. characters. Like but it's not a game where I think like you've got wh where the storyline would necessarily and I haven't played this game so I'm just going off of what I know peripherally about it where the game fits maybe having a female protagonist right like that's not really going to fit with the with the time period right mm -hmm. um so I I think that's fine but when you have opportunities to do it I think you should you know yeah um like assassin's creed i think assassin's creed has kind of hit a nice little spot where the i believe even in valhalla um yeah you can play as both mm -hmm. genders right yeah yep now like yes. you're not you know you don't get to play as a hispanic character or a black character or something like that but you do get to choose between being a male or a female so if you're a female gamer hey you can play as somebody that looks somewhat like you it you know um and you at least get a storyline that may speak a little bit more to you than you know the male the male driven storyline yeah no I, I agree i i'm not sure that the story changes in valhalla it does if you select male or female no, right. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't it, think it, does, it matters. It does slightly in Odyssey. Yeah. Yeah, like changes pronouns from he to she. Yeah, well, it changes and, pronouns. And that's fine. It, it does do that. Yeah. The, yeah. They you swap yeah. two characters in 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 Odyssey, the the protagonist and the antagonist swap depending on which gender you choose. Yep. Yep. It still it, it still works the story the same kind of mm -hmm. the same way. You just kind of see it from a different a different perspective yeah did he what are your thoughts uh you know i i was i thought about this for a while and then i was like what and, and we're talking about big budget games here right we're talking yeah. about the main character being and, and i started thinking about that and i'm like you know the only game i can think of uh is is the spider-man game the new spider-man game is the only one that i can really think of that has um you know a minority as the main character and i was like yeah you know we need to do a better job we need we need to to figure out how how to be more inclusive with and, and part of this goes to what this is talking about here is the the makeup of the companies that are designing these games is mostly yep. white male. Yeah. <laughs> it's and so that's what they put in the game. And I think it's up to us to make sure that they remember that it's not just white males playing the game. Yeah. That it's a lot more diversity, uh, you know, like we're saying, diversity in people playing than just the people who are making them. You know, I, I also think there are some games that do it, and I don't necessarily know that people always take notice of it. Uh, like, for instance, Gears 5 this year. Like, one could argue yeah. that Kate is the protagonist of that story. Mm -hmm. um, she is... And uh, if you play, a, like like what we did, I mean, we had... Um, why am I blanking? Uh, her partner throughout that whole thing. Oh, yeah, I can't think of his name either, but I know you're talking about, yeah. So, characters of color, like right yeah, there. at one time, yeah. uh, the Walking Dead series, when, mm -hmm. when it like with Clementine, yeah, yeah, you know, um, and I can't remember the guy's. Lee. Will, do you remember the guy's name in the first? Lee, Lee. yeah, 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 yep. Lee. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you two, two, your two main characters are people were people of color. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know that anybody really talked about that, but like, you, well, know. But, you know, I think they didn't yeah. talk about it because it wasn't as much of a of a topic to talk about at that point i think that with yeah. certainly more yeah. Yeah. more focus of of inclusion and diversity being taken into consideration i mean it wasn't something i thought of and you know like i would always you know as a hispanic male i would always make a character that just kind of looked a little bit like me and he happened to look a little you know hispanic and um uh, you know and i'm certainly in some cases white passing you know like it so it's 
for for me it, it wasn't even something i even noticed until we started talking more about it in some of these situations right and i i think that you know just kind of mentioning another another piece from this article which i thought was a really interesting statement um in, in reference to the last of us part two which is you know a, a game that includes you know a uh, Ellie, who's you know gay, and you also have a transgendered character um, that follows you around when you play as Abby. But they said I got the same feeling from The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, there are tons of queer characters and characters of color, but a lot of them meet shockingly violent ends because of or at the hands of two white women. Same thing with Star Wars Squadrons. Hell yeah, people of color. Oh no, they're space fascists. So it kind of you know Diddy to your point, like you still have a lot of white folks making the game and that's not to necessarily say that they're they're doing something um horribly wrong nefarious nefarious thank you that's the word i was looking for but but what they're doing is they're just kind of they're they're missing the opportunity to approach it with a different context in mind and i think that context you know to what you mentioned earlier is really the lack of a diversity really that comes from the side of the development, which is so crucial. Mm-hmm. And oh, there we go. And sorry, I had an issue with my mic. So with that in mind, let's take a look at this article that does a really good job kind of talking about the numbers and the analysis behind like who's actually making the games. So there are um, some, there are some graphs here that you guys can see if you're watching live on Twitch. Um, let me, let me see if I could even, bring it in for you a little bit so who are the people age-wise that are making video games um a majority of them are 35 to 39 okay so kind of like you and me tim pretty much um i actually fall into the 30 to 34 bracket technically but i'm close (laughs) enough uh so and then so next thing gender Majority of males. That's not necessarily hugely surprising for some of the seventy-four percent were male. Um, I, and I thought that just non-binary and transgender, it's just like it's two percent each. Um, which is, I, I think it's that's kind of that's kind of uh, kind of odd. Is if you. If you think about the skill set that goes into gaming, you know, it's primarily art mm-hmm. and math. I feel like women typically do better in math than men. Like if you looked at like standardized test scores, that I feel like women well, trend, yeah. trend higher. I, so yeah. you would think that those two things intersecting would give you more female representation in that field i mean it it obviously doesn't work out that way but right yeah it's interesting um so and uh, what's interesting is those race numbers aren't anywhere near what the makeup of the country is either i mean they're significantly less in the minority categories Mm -hmm. i mean because the, the country is almost half, actually, it's a little more than half women, right? 52%? Yeah, technically, it's it's more common to have girls than boys, so. Um, you know, and and I think, uh, I think Caucasian is 60% of the population. Yeah, and. and right around there. Yeah, and with, with um, that in mind, like, let's, because let's look at what the race and ethnicity numbers are. Uh, this is, it's hugely skewed towards white Caucasian European, um, mm-hmm. which by the way, like as far as Europe goes, I totally get that because you're, you know, there's a big gaming, um, a lot of game developers in Europe. And so Europe is very different. Europe's very even different. their, even their race makeup is very different. But even if you were to chop some of those out, it's like a lot <laughs> it's pretty skewed right like a lot of white folks working and then you know you see hispanic and latinx um folks in second place but only a small small fraction is compared to to whites um and then you know the other folks taken into consideration here aboriginal indigenous peoples 
uh, Chinese, Southeast Asians, black, uh, other preferred not to report. I mean, even if you were to take all of those and like combine them, it still doesn't even, it, it may, uh, God, I doubt it even makes half, half of the, um, makes up like halfway of what the, the white Caucasians, um, are that, you know, work on these games. It's just staggering. Yeah. No. So, so just go out there. Why do we think that is? Why is that? Um, Tim, go ahead. Is it, is it a social, socioeconomic yeah, I, I, thing I think, or? I yeah. think to a large extent, it, it goes back to a socioeconomic it's it's the same it's the same reason why you see less african-american baseball players than you do football and basketball you know like you need equipment for baseball you don't for i mean you you need equipment and you need a specific layout of grass to play baseball whereas like football you don't yeah so it's it's you know it's just a difference in opportunity mm -hmm. yeah i'd say it's that it's also you know the opportunity to learn to, to make video games yeah to learn to make video games right like yeah you look at uh, school systems that are, you know, that are here in Fairfax County, for instance, we have so many opportunities for these kids. And we're one of the wealthiest counties in the nation. They're uh, uh, probably we're for a long time. Fairfax County was the number one. So we're not country in the country. We're not number I, one anymore. Right? There is something somebody else. I think a, no Boca Raton's the 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 richest county in the country. Okay. But I oh, mean, we're we're like <laughs> we're top three. Yes, we, at, we are in the top three. But then you look at like uh, the computer labs. Like I learned how to make video games in in uh in, in high school at one point. Like we had an entire class based on some of that. I'm like that was fucking cool. Like who who in like you know inner city situations they don't they're not given those same uh you know opportunities and and I think that. There are certainly programs out there that are working to correct that, and I'd be very interested to see what that looks like in the next twenty years. Like Just as a like. as a fact check, yeah. The oh, top look at three that. Richest counties in the United States are all in Northern Virginia. Yeah, yes. look at that. Loudoun, Loudoun, Loudoun County is, County is, that number, is one. number one. Yep, Loudoun County number one. False Church is number two. Oh, those sons of bitches beat us. Fairfax, Fairfax. is number three. Wow. Look at um, that. And down even further in like in the top fifteen is Arlington County. Yeah, I think. No, this is a great place to raise kids if you can afford. Arlington it. is number eight, and hey, where's Prince William? Howard County is number seven. Prince William ain't on this list. <laughs> yeah. No wonder. No wonder houses can't afford to live. In no wonder houses are so damn expensive. Fairfax Jeez. City is number ten. Fairfax City, which mm. isn't even that big. Nope. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. But I mean, like, I, that's... Fairfax City is a stretch of, like, a, a small stretch of land. Like, it's like a small intersection of 50 and 29 that kind of, like, you got, like, this little conglomerate of, yeah. And it's, yeah, that's, that's crazy. There's so much concentrated wealth there. So, you know, I think bringing it back to to some of these statistics uh scrolling down sexual orientation you know kind of going back to the last of us comment from the previous uh from the previous article majority of them are heterosexual um that's not again not surprising um and so i i, I wonder at, you know at, at what point I, I think about also like a company like the one i work for really fo is focusing on and we're working to hire uh, a more diverse working force, right? Uh, and that is a very, that that's like one of our top things that like we're working on. And I think it's super, super cool. So I wonder what 
sort of like standards these gaming companies are going to set for themselves, similar to what big corporations and big like IT software, Silicon Valley sort of companies are, are trying to do, like if they're going to hold themselves to a similar standard uh, so that they can kind of find that uh, that perspective, like we talked about, that context and bring it to market. Do you guys think that that's something that will end up happening? Oh, I, 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 uh. see, because I, I, there's, there's like two arguments to that one. It's like you hire the person who has the ability to do it. Barnett, like, it doesn't matter if they're of, you know, if they're white, black, Asian, Hispanic, it doesn't matter. You find the person that can do it. And, and I get that to some extent. Um, but on the other end, you know, it's like you bring the person in with perhaps a different perspective because they can look at a problem differently and, and with a different context in mind, which I think is a really interesting point of view and, and I think is is really empowering. Um, but I think that also another thing that is an underlying issue of all this that we look at kind of that um, that foundational piece, right? Like, how do we start at the root issue and bring more kids up in the next 10, 15 years to be able to join that working force and be on that same level, you know, like a lot of these white kids are able to be afforded, right? Like that, that's kind of where my head is at with some of this stuff. So I do have some optimism of what's going to happen in the future, but I'm always a half glass full type of guy. So I'm curious I, where you guys are at. I, I have some optimism for him. I, I think that's on... I think it's partially on us. I also think it's partially on the game companies themselves, especially the big ones like Microsoft and Google and EA, and to create outreach programs to help people that are less yeah. advantaged as than others. I know some that we've talked a couple of times about. Um, some high schools and stuff that have had outreach programs like that. Um, I know we've mentioned that uh, a couple of times in the past, and I think a lot more of that needs to happen. Totally. Totally. You know, I have a buddy of mine who uh, he volunteers and helps with an organization called uh, Black Girls Who Code. Nice. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what their, their focus is is... You know, I guess it's pretty self-evident from the title. Uh, but, you know, they teach uh, black women to code, uh, young career career changers. You know, uh, they offer like workshops to kind of get them uh, to get them started. And so, you know, I think while it's great that like companies are out there, uh, you know, providing those opportunities, I think it's really important that like, communities do it like communities yeah. provide Absolutely. opportunities yeah. for other people in their communities to learn um to learn to do something yeah and do I, something different like and i don't think that's just video games so. either yeah. I, I think it, that's that's across industries yeah that, yes. that write software yeah so i'll I mean, say this like even like your even like your um like your blue collar work, like like carpentry and mm -hmm. um, uh, like machine work, and like you know, all of those things are like trades where you don't necessarily see a lot of diversity in them. And but it, the the thing that they have in common, like when we talk about like the tech side, is like you have to somebody has to teach you. Somebody have to teach yeah. you to do, have to those, do, it. Yeah. do those things. Like you know, nobody like you know, I work as a, a government consultant, like. Nobody really teaches you to be a government consultant. You can just go get that job with a degree. You know what I mean? And like you find your way through it. But like I didn't have I didn't need specialized training to be eligible for the job that I have and make a good living at. But you know, like if I wanted to if I wanted to learn to like be a plumber, you know what I mean? Like Trade where who, skills, yeah, yeah. Who, yeah, where am I gonna where am I gonna learn that? So So yeah, that's I will say this though. Um uh, I am a software developer. Uh, I've been a developer for many years. 
and did he invented the computers that people like, use yeah, to punch so, cards in and so i was around when we used punch cards <laughs> so it's not that far off but <laughs> um so i will say this when i first started in the industry it was white males period period yeah there that was it there it was white males when I look at the young talent that's coming through, coming up through the companies now, it's much more diverse, that's much exciting. more diverse. Um, I'm seeing a lot more women, which is really interesting and, and, and uh, makes me hopeful for the future that, that we are going to get to a place where, where you're judged on your talent and your ability and, you know, not uh, not the other things which well, and don't it, matter, and, and have opportunities to learn. Yeah. And everybody like, has like, opportunities. The second part doesn't even like that part doesn't even happen until yeah. you have like an opportunity to learn, so that you can even have a resume. Right, like so right, don't, like stack up. Don't feel like you have to <laughs> check a box. Like uh, going back right, to yeah. that original article, like we were talking about. Like, don't feel like you have to check a box, but it's like getting to getting to the root of it and we kind of we kind of hit off we had a couple of other <laughs> topics kind of up to this point you know like is race being represented and why aren't there more diverse racial characters and gaming and stuff and, and i think that what we just hit on is really that question so you know just kind of to wrap it all up like where do we go from here like what do we do and, and i think that at the end of the day what we have to figure out is how do we as a community and um uh just individuals people people everyday people like you and me with the means to support and uplift people with the potential like what do we do how do we how do we do that and i think that certainly donating to causes like what tim mentioned uh and tim it'd be great to plug them in the the show notes if you can send me a link to that um that'd be great but I, I truly believe that it's a grassroots effort and you have to start where the problem starts. And that is that folks don't have the sort of support that they are supposed to have that, that others can have. Um, and I, and I think that we owe it. We're at a, we have a responsibility as people who, you know, are, I feel pretty blessed and well off and know the sacrifices that my, father and my abuelo when he came here from cuba like what they put forward to afford for me to be where i'm at and you know it's like how do i give back and i think that that's something to really think a lot about for all of us so want to want to get your all's thoughts on like what where do we go from here what what more do we do to confront this well i for me this is all about opportunity this is about providing opportunities for those people that do not have it now and how we do that unfortunately is with money it it's you know we are in a position where we can help those that are less fortunate that do not have the means that we do um you know that there's there's a lot of programs out there and, and i actually i I donate through my company. My company has an outreach program for, for this type of thing, um, which is not going to be in my company very much longer. But anyways, a different, a different topic completely. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it's about providing opportunity. There's a whole nother layer to the onion about, about uh, social economics and fixing the things that are wrong with that. But, you know, beyond that, I think it's about providing opportunities for bright young people that just don't have the means to pursue them yep. right now. And just like that, that's what helps solve the issues with character representation and mm -hmm. character like perspective in some of these games that just kind of feels very one sided or cliche seeing new perspectives through that context i think is going to be I'm, I'm excited to see what the future holds as i always am um and i always talk about on this show but i i do 
I have thought a lot more about like what more that I can do. And there's this tech crunch article that we had found. Um, and one of the things that they talk about is like confronting racial uh, bias in video games. And the very last part of this article that stood out to me was like, it's taking responsibilities. Like what more can we do? Um, building for an undeserved market, like underserved market rather. Um, so I, I just, yeah, I thought that that was a very interesting conversation and want to open it up to our friends at home who are, who are listening in and, and thinking about like, what organizations do you know that are helping to empower kids and uh, people of, you know, underserved areas of the, of the, of the U S of the world that can be um, really empowered and if they're passionate about video games. What can they do? I think about that. Remember in that story, like maybe it was the Game Awards where that guy built a phone app and all the in-app purchases or whatever would like Mm -hmm. help provide food and water to his home back in Africa. Like that's cool shit, right? Like, yeah, promote that. And, and, and that's sort of on us, right? It, to take it back to, to bring it back around the video games, it's on us, the gamers to make to hold the game companies accountable to say to them we want you to include these things in our games we want we want to if you know what if if i'm gay i want to be able to play the gay character and i want my story to reflect that mm-hmm. you know or when you bring out the next uh you know the next um uh Laura Croft game. Let's just take that for example, and make make her gay, and let the story. You know, I'm not meaning her per se, but a game like that. Make the main character gay and make the story reflect that. Make them, you know, whatever, and have the stories reflect that. Mm-hmm. If you interact with a person in the game, and they are of a of a certain ilk, have that be their personality in the game. I'm not saying that the main character has to be that, but when you interact with somebody that is that, put it, put it in there, make make it realistic. And, you know, and and that's on us. That's on us to make sure that we hold, hold the game companies accountable for that. Right. Like genuine, I think is, is the way to do it. And honestly, me personally, I, if that's the story and that's the game, okay. I love that. I, I could, I could care less whether I play as a as a girl or a guy or a gay character or. Yeah, actually, or, I really like. Honestly, like that one article anything. gave The Last of Us Part Two a hard time, but just that perspective of playing as Ellie, a mm-hmm. gay female character, I'm a cisgendered. You know, I'm, I'm a male. I like women. <laughs> you know, I don't that's not my perspective so just to get that perspective and to experience that in a way that i thought was like i don't know i thought it was pretty masterful with uh with what neil Druckmann and all them did for inclusive inclusivity in general for that game i thought that that was pretty amazing um i really love that and coming from me again it's this uh you know straight male i i love that i thought that that was really rad so that's half the fun right that's half the fun is yeah. to immerse yourself in that character um to to play that you know to experience yeah. that story yeah j dimes ye sings you guys have any final thoughts on this before we move on to uh to the video game review not man i just oh. say you know support support companies and projects and ventures who show that their views align with what what you, the whatever change you want to see you know yep. um, you know if if you see companies are providing a more 360 um experience for their gamers like support them um support that game because if people make it and nobody buys it then they don't have a reason to keep making it yep true that that's true yep you seems you got anything uh to say about it no no cool (laughs) that's fine no i've seen you nodding 
I feel you. All right. Well, with that in mind, we want to hear from you if you guys have any thoughts on the subject or um, even any uh, organizations like what we were talking about that we should be keeping an eye out for. Um, feel free to email us, joystickandmouse at gmail.com. And in fact, I, I would like to challenge us right here, right now to do more to um, support those from our platform here and what we do. Uh, maybe doing some streams, benefit streams or something, raise money for organizations like that. That might be fun. Um, all right, friends. Well, we're here uh, and we're going to we're going to close out the show like we do with a video game review from Yeesings. Yes, and the reviews were so mixed. They I'm were. Surprised. Yeesings, what video game did you bring us today that you've been playing? Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Oh, man, this game is so good. This it, game is so it, fun. So this is a... Um, no, I had this for the uh, Xbox 360. Yeah. Oh, my God. And they've got uh, this whole, like, so it's, what, 10-year? It's a 10-year review, right? Yeah, it's the 10-year anniversary of the movie, the comics, and the game. Oh, they all came so out good. around the... Oh, is it really? Of each other. Wow. Yep. So uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world, if you're if you're not familiar with it and you haven't seen the masterpiece that is the movie and is one of my favorite movies of all time, what are you doing? And if, uh, you should really go see that movie. It's on, um, I think I watched it, what, on Hulu or? Ne no, no, Netflix. 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 So go watch that right freaking now. Movie's great. And then uh, go, uh, go download the game because the game itself is based off of the comics and the movie and everything and it's very it's the best 2d side scroller brawler i think i've ever played if you remember yeah. the heyday the glory days of heading to of your arcade arcades. oh yes and, and you, double drag and double drag yes no no, no. Go, go ahead yeesings give it to us uh I wasn't alive then, but I do remember a lot of people. <laughs> but I do remember a lot of people complaining about how they wasted so much money just on trying to beat like the game, so they didn't have to restart from the beginning each time they came back. Oh man! But sure. I've yes. played it. I, I've played the X Men. I've played the X Men arcade game, Double Dragon, but like I never had to spend money on them. Because that the X Men game to got a free. lot of my money. Oh, so much money. Wolverine all the way, by the way. Um, what was it? Um, I can't remember the name of the casino. It's Foxwoods in Connecticut. It's on the uh, the Indian Reservation. So I went with my aunt one, one weekend. And of course, I was way too young to be on the casino floor. But they had the most massive arcade that one really? could imagine. That's yeah. And it was just, listen, here's where you put your children. Wow, you go get the <laughs> you go spend your money, they'll spend your money over here. And, and I think wins. I spent twenty dollars worth of quarters. Jeez. And I I beat the game though. I finished. Did you? Yeah, I mean, you know, those games are set up for you to die. No, sure. Yes. Yeah, um, you should be dropping fifty dollars right. or something. Unless like unless you get like four people who want to play start to finish. Yep. Like you're gonna spend you money. I, I beat 75% of that game by myself damn and like i had Oof. people like roll up you know in between and like play a couple of quarters and then be like hey, i'm gonna go do something else but yeah 20 bucks um just uh just straight did it alex you should get that arcade cabinet for your basement the um the one up arcade cabinet that would look great down there oh man don't tell deanna i suggest he just it. wants to deanna. play it. i don't want any dirty deanna. looks deanna they're telling me to spend money again. Oh, no. Is that okay? Oh, no. We'd be in trouble. No. no. Okay, well, okay, we'll, we'll talk about it later. So she's not very happy with me, Tim. Uh -oh. I'm sure. I'm sure. By the way, Steve, in, in, uh, in chat mentioned uh, Bad Dudes. You guys remember this game? No. From uh, the no. NES. This no. is some old school side scroll and brawler sort of deal. I mean, these are the games that I grew up loving to play. This The, the Spider-Man Super Nintendo game was another one that I loved. Yeah. Um, and Scott well, Pilgrim. Like oh, go ahead. I think, I think Alex yeah, needs a Galaga game. Galaga? You mean Galaga? You, you need a Galaga game in your basement. You're killing me with Galaga. You put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. It's got to be nope. Galaga, right? right? Galaxy. Ga Galaga. Galaxy. Galaga. 
All right. This is a Jeff and Gif conversation. Nobody's going to win. All right. Uh, so, no, I, I love these games. And the Scott Pilgrim versus the World game is a wonderful return to that series, by the way. Because yeah. for for me, it brings a lot of the aesthetic uh, back. But the convenience of today's controllers <laughs> to be able to really play it, like, well, right? Like, it's a challenging game. Yeah. What's odd is playing... Like the, like the side to side. And I didn't realize I was doing this. Will had to explain to me what was happening. I couldn't figure out the dash. And I couldn't figure out what I was doing to make myself dash. Yeah. But the dash actually works better on, with the joystick than it does with the D-pad. Yeah. The oh, uh, joystick, joystick all the way. makes you dash. Yeah. And then the D-pad makes you walk. And then you double tap it to run. But the fine tuning for the, for the movements is better with the D-pad than it is with the joystick. Mm -hmm. It was made like, like that when you're purpose. trying to get level with an enemy so that you can hit them. Like a lot of times yep. the joystick will push you above or below the enemy. Whereas the D-pad will just move you just a small amount so you can mm -hmm. be in that window. I want to buy this game right now. 15 bucks, man, you can do it. It was 12 bucks on PC the day it came out. Um, GOG had a deal, but we yeah. bought it on Xbox. You should buy it on Xbox so the three of us can play together. Yeah, so That's... good. And Don can... Get... Oh, Don doesn't have an Xbox. No, but he could play it on PC. It's probably cross-platform, right? No, I, I don't oh. think it is. Oh, damn. You have... It might be. We'll figure that out. But I think yeah. that this game is a wonderful return to the side-scroller uh, awesome genre that was my childhood. But also... You know, another thing that this game does really well is it brings it. to life one of my favorite stories in movies, and, and that's the Scott cool. Pilgrim story. And, and if you guys aren't familiar with the Scott Pilgrim story, you play as this guy, Scott Pilgrim, and there's his uh, his, his girlfriend, Fiona, Fla Fiona, Fiona Flowers. Wait, why is that? Ramona Flowers. Why do I say Fiona? Anyway, so she has um, she has seven evil exes. OK, and you have to fight them all. Uh, because you're trying to date her and that's what you do when you have you know a girlfriend uh, i had to do that when i started dating deanna it was brutal but here i am i won and i married her it's, it's all it's all fine that's how that's how the world works do so, you have to fight any exes on the way yeah i had to fight like 20 evil exes it's crazy coins everywhere after i beat them too no if you watch the movie uh and you play this game it's a whole lot of fun uh, definitely recommend picking it up. I know I will at some point. And they have all the the same characters and then some. I think from the yeah from the previous game. They have the main four, and then they had knives, and then Wallace. Oh, I love knives. Yep, she's really cool. So cool. Oh, and Wallace. <laughs> I love yeah. that he turned all like everybody's boyfriends gay. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. Anyway. Scott Pilgrim versus the world, everybody. The awesome side-scrolling um, brawler game. What would you rate this? If you were to rate it out of, what do we do? 10, 5? What do we do again? 10. 10. Let's say out of 10. What would, what would you give it, Will? I'd personally give it a 9. Okay. But there are some things that could make it a 10, like the AI. like They surround you when you're on the ground if you're playing by yourself. And then they will keep you there forever oh, yeah. until you die. It's tough. Mm -hmm. It's really, really tough. And like really good for an eight bit guide scroller. Like yeah. it's, 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 it's really a clean. Good. Yeah. Really like, good. And another thing that like, uh, Jay was mentioning, like you have to be exact, exact level with the enemy to hit them. And then you have to be like exactly on like five to 10 pixels to pick up an item. And then you have to throw it which can be confusing because there is no tutorial for the game. They just throw you in and expect you to learn it. You just have to figure it out. You just yeah. hit them buttons. That's the way all those games were, right? When, when yeah. You, yeah. All those old arcade games. Yeah, you didn't get any instructions. You just go. <laughs> there I you mean, go. <laughs> like you had an idea of what to do because of the joysticks and the buttons, but you have a whole controller now, and all of these buttons could do a variety of different things, and you don't know which they could do. I want to go watch the movie again. Hey, you know what we should do? We should do a jam party and watch Scott, Scott Pilgrim. Oh, I would love that. 
we can use uh netflix party you we can use your netflix account yeah well everybody we for can... netflix Netflix party everybody for teleparty i think everybody has to have their own netflix account but i wonder we if can we have could like um chat and all that stuff. is there anybody that doesn't have a netflix account <laughs> Point. But I wonder I, if I, uh, I if if we could get um I wonder if we could stream it live on Twitch. Like there's some movies and stuff that as a no, I think they Twitch banned affiliate. it. It's a uh, it's TOS now ah, to stream movies. Can y'all still do it? On. Can y'all still do it in Discord, or did they did yeah. that go away too? You can do it in Discord. No, no, you can't. You know, as I should hey, well, yes. we can always go the reputable way of and do a Discord movie night. Yeah, go join our Discord, by the way. I put a link in our um, in our Twitch chat. Uh, all right, friends, that's Scott Pilgrim versus the world, the, the video game. Go buy it yeah. at your favorite console near you or PC or whatever. Pick it up. Pick it up. Do the thing. Do the thing. And we're going to do it. We're going to end this thing uh, by clapping it out, everybody. This has been a wonderful show. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Thank you very, very much. Um, if anybody would like to reach us, again, our website is joystickandmouse.com. Head over there to find all of our contact information, um, how to reach us individually, as well as how to uh, email the show. And that is just joystickandmouse at gmail.com. Uh, let me think, uh, what else, uh, tomorrow night? No, not tomorrow night. Two nights from now, we'll be raiding filthy casuals. We'll be raiding again in castle Nathria. We're getting closer to the end of the, the, uh, the, the dungeon there. That's a lot of fun. So tune in live here at twitch.tv slash Alex Alvisu at 8 PM Eastern for more of that. Uh, let's see what else. That's it. That's it. So, uh, Diddy say goodbye. See you later, folks. Jay Dimes. Oh, I didn't even hear him. That's so weird. It's yeah, like whenever Diddy talks. It's like whenever Diddy talks. Yeah. All right, you gonna say bye or are you just gonna take it easy? There it is. All right, easy. Yeah. <laughs> I even paused that time. I paused. <laughs> you Thank you for having me. Thanks for being our guest. Yeah, thanks for being here, my yeah, man. It's good to have you, man. Everybody have a good night. Be good to yourselves. Be good to others. Take care. If you like this show, check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>